Welcome to Shit Talk Fridays, a podcast where we talk about all things lifestyle and relationships with a splash of controversy. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Welcome back. I'm Gina. And I'm Evo. And guess what? Only Evo's drinking tonight. Flying solo tonight. But that's okay. I don't mind. Yeah, I actually think Evo's going to be flying solo for quite a few upcoming Fridays. Hey, it is what it is. You know, you, you, need, know. you know, you're going to you're gonna do a little internal cleansing. Uh, no, what, what's that saying? Uh, summer bodies are built in the winter. Yeah, so, they are. You know, I'm on that. I'm I'm on that grind right now. Well, good for you. Good for you. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I, I'll meet you at the finish line. <laughs> I, I appreciate the support. But still, let's cheers. Yes, definitely. Cheers. Happy Friday, everybody. Happy Friday. And to those who are wondering, I am drinking the same thing that we were drinking last week, the uh, Sauvignon Blanc, New Zealand. Yeah. No name. Name shall not be spoken. It is uh, It is a no frills. <laughs> you know, remember when you were a little kid, you couldn't afford the uh, big box cereal, so you bought the ones in yeah. the bags. They were just still as good. Well, we're not promoting the name either. That's what that's that's the, yeah, uh, I know. the important part. So let's get into tonight's topic uh, because... I want to talk about it. <laughs> like the hit? Here you go. So this topic actually comes off of the lovely show Euphoria that we are so obsessed with right now. But it comes off of it be- because when we watched the last episode on Sunday, I was like, man, this girl Kat's storyline is kind of just like all over the place. And... For anyone that hasn't watched Euphoria, there's a character in Euphoria named Kat. And she's really just like on a journey of like really trying to figure out who she is as a young woman. And she's kind of gone through it. But there's one scene in particular where she's basically like having like a conflict within herself. And it's being shown as like other people in her room that are not really there just telling her to love herself like just love yourself but she's like no but you don't get it i don't love myself yeah well she's she's struggling because she's dating someone mm-hmm. and then that person really cares about her and is showing strong feelings and affection and because she's not she doesn't, she doesn't even feel that way about herself yeah she's having a hard time showing those emotions to him and she's struggling with those and then that's when she starts yeah. having this conflict with the eter- internal I guess personalities we can call them. Would you call those personalities? Because who are those people? Uh, so I would say it's just her inner voices. Inner voices. All right. Yeah, her inner voices are just being uh, depicted in a scene where other people could kind of like visually see what's kind of going on in her yeah, head, like yeah. the conversation that's going on in her head. So that got me thinking of the question, are you enough? And how many people will ask themselves like, I would think almost daily, am I enough? Yeah, definitely definitely an internal conflict that a lot of people probably deal with, for sure. Um, what's so crazy about it is that I was actually going through that shit today. Really? Yeah, so I would say that I've been very consistent when it comes to like how much I work out and how much I focus on fitness, but... Um, over the last holiday season and we went on vacation i kind of just let loose a little bit more than i usually do 
And I'm definitely paying the price for that now. And I was kind of just like looking at myself today after I finished working out. I was like, man, I'm not like not really happy with the way that I look. And then I had to remind myself that I'm not doing what I'm doing, which is living a healthier lifestyle, being more fit to look better. I'm doing it to feel better and what i'm yeah for like the journey of it yeah i'm doing it for the journey i'm doing it because i want to be stronger because i want to live longer i just want to be healthy in my older age and i had to remind myself for that and for like a hot second i was like do i not like myself right now yeah yeah there's a there's like a like a a motto that kind of goes behind that right Mm -hmm. where it's like it's fall in love with the process not the results you know so let me ask you, do you ever feel like you're not enough? Uh, currently, there are some things that I, I do struggle with. Um, but it's not as bad as it used to be. Um, I want to say that there was a point in my life where I felt like, you know, I wasn't enough for myself, mm-hmm. you know, and I didn't I didn't value myself enough. And there was a lot of. um a lot of self-reflecting that I wasn't doing, you know, to get to know myself so that I can fix those issues and then see the value in myself and, and be able to look at myself and say that, you know, I am enough. Mm -hmm. I am enough to do whatever it is that I want. And I don't need outside sources to fill my internal compass per se, you know, so that I feel like I'm worthy or, or I have some type of value. Um, but you know, there are some things that I currently am trying to achieve that sometimes you know that, you know I'm not there yet mm-hmm. and so there are days where I kind of struggle with that you know and I ask myself you know am I enough you know is do I have it in me to to get to that and so yeah yeah for you know the short answer I guess that's the long answer but you know, the short answer is yeah I do feel that way so you're tying your potential success to your self-worth I'm sometimes I do yes yeah. it's still a, it's still a it's still like a, a battle that I deal with internally from time to time, you know, there are moments, there were moments in my life where I was able to kind of get that under wraps mm-hmm. as far as like not doubting myself and, you know, having self-worth. And then I get, I got comfortable, you know, and things were kind of going smooth that, you know, you kind of like forget about that. You even have to try to always look at yourself and find value in yourself mm-hmm. and, and, and give yourself self-worth. And so take I take on new achievements in life and start struggling with those and before I know it I'm I'm slipping, you know. I'm it's not going the way that I that I maybe planned on mm-hmm. it going and then I'm questioning myself. You know, am I am I enough? Okay. But I shouldn't be doing that, you know. Absolutely not. But I mean, that's very human. Yeah, it's it's the human part of me, you know, and so I have to remind myself, like, of course I am enough, you know. And, and what's the other part? You're like half robot or something? Yeah, I'm half droid. <laughs> well, actually, uh, Elon Musk says that everybody is half, um, what does he say? Well, technically speaking. We're all, uh, what is it called? Uh, fuck, I can't think of the name right now. Um, ah, it'll come to me later, but anyway. Cyborg? It's like cyborg, but it's something else. It's basically uh, someone who has some sort of electronic appendage. So he considers us something like that because we always are using our devices. I'm pretty sure it's cyborg. Uh, whatever. It, yeah. it, like whatever the case is, but um, 
when, when you said when you said that that's 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 part a, droid yeah that's part <laughs> of you i was like well what's the other part <laughs> but so what do you think makes people have this doubt in their selves like what are some of the like why does this even happen like why does someone sit back and go am i enough what are the factors that can make that type of question arise within an individual well i believe that it, it all comes from early on in life mm -hmm. you know it comes from growing up in a critical environment where, where you're being where your actions are being criticized mm -hmm. more than they are being praised Okay. And so they lead a person, the person that's being criticized, to question themselves, mm -hmm. you know, and to not feel good about their personality and their characteristics and their traits. And so when they look in the mirror, that's what they see. They see the negativity that's been injected into them by the people around them that they look up to. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's something that is started at a young age and then it grows with the person as they get older yeah so do you feel like that's like the primary factor yeah i mean i i, f I feel like that that's where it starts okay i mean what do you like what do you think personally i think right now the the biggest factor is social media that's how it starts i'm not saying that's how it starts oh. but i feel like one of the in in this current time mm-hmm one of the primary reasons why people in today's support for shit talk fridays is brought to you by manscaped who is the best in below the waist grooming and hygiene manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels i can't count the number of times i've nicked myself using shoddy ass trimmers that literally left me anxious about grooming manscaped skin safe technology has restored my faith when grooming below the waist and did I mention the new 4.0 lawnmower has a 4K LED light, so you ain't missing shit. So head over to manscaped.com and get 20% off and free shipping with the code STFridays20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use the code STFridays20. Unlock the confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Now back to the show. world will question their self-worth. And like lack self-esteem is because of social media. Yeah, well, that'll happen when you can. I mean, I mean, on the smallest scale, if you compare yourself to someone else, um, you're gonna start questioning yourself: Are you doing enough? So that's that is like what I'm getting at. Could you imagine what it's like for people that were born into social media? And what I mean by that is, is like, um our two youngest children basically grew up or are currently growing up with social media as part of their everyday life. So on a constant basis, they're seeing other people's lives that they may or may not know that tend to look miraculous. <laughs> uh, because... The way that I see it is many people on social media only portray the best aspects of their life. So when you're only portraying the best aspects of your life, the people that are consuming your content, because at the end of the day, that's what it really is. It's your content, right? They're going to look at their life and say, what the fuck am I doing right now? So if you're viewing 
if it's a young woman viewing other women that are in better shape than them or what they would consider prettier than them or the same thing going for men men that are in better shape or living a more lavish lifestyle going on more trips and these are things that you're not actively doing Mm -hmm. in your life you can easily sit back and say um i'm not doing enough i need to do more there comes this there comes this pressure that is from something that is not even tangible yeah which I think is kind of alarming. Well, you know what I think is is because of the reach that it has. You know what I think is really alarming is that there there's a simplicity behind it that if seen in the right way, it really it really tears up tears apart that whole thing about people on on social media are doing so much more mm-hmm. than someone else, and it's by focusing on the fact that everybody on social media is basically a content creator mm-hmm. right so if you're a creator of something when you create something you start with one version and you kind of modify it and fix it and create more of it until it becomes a better version mm-hmm. and when you're ready to display your creation you display your best version of your creation yeah so when you have people on social media as content creators as long as somebody is fully aware that the content that they're creating is the best version of what it is that they're displaying, then they'll realize that all they're ever going to see is what the best, the, the best of what these people have to offer. Cause they're, there's never, they're never, I mean, there are people out there that kind of show both sides of their life, yeah. you know, and God bless those people <laughs> <laughs> because it creates balance. You know, it creates some type of balance. Yeah. There is more balance that's needed. But, um, I think just at a simpler level, if someone, if 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 it was to be i don't know if there was more awareness that was brought to the fact that these people are content creators and as a creator mm-hmm. anybody who's creating something once you display your creation you're going to want to make sure you show your best work i think the only time that social media can be like realistic when it comes to having you make a comparison to your own life is when you actually know the people that are pushing out this content and they are actually doing those things in their current life. So then that leads me right into my next um, factor of what could make an individual question their own self-worth and it's their own friends. That's one, yeah, for sure. There are a lot of times that Someone will have friends that will sabotage. Sabotage? Yeah. Did I not say that? You said sabotage. Sabotage? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Sabotage. Um and they will have friends that will sabotage. Look, you got me, you got me fucked up. No, you said it right. Got me fucked up now. (laughs) You will have friends that will basically fuck like, you know, will try to derail your shit. Oh yeah. Because Haters going to hate. But why why do you think that happens? Because misery loves company. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I learned. One thousand percent. We learned that a long time ago. Yeah. You know? So you're, you're, I guess that goes hand in hand with the saying, you know, show me your, you know, show me your friends. I'll show you your future. So Mm -hmm. if you have a lot of people that are around you that are not looking to support you in a positive light on your journey in life, 
they're going to try to potentially derail what it is that you're doing because it is potentially going to be better than what they got going on in their life. And they don't want to see you shine. Yeah. Because you're going to make them feel worse about themselves by you succeeding. Correct. And it's all because they don't have enough self-worth. And what's crazy about that is, is that if someone is not if someone is not really in tune with that type of dynamic happening, mm-hmm. it can then make it can make someone question their own self-worth. Someone can say, shit, is what my friend telling me like the truth? Am I like, am I not good at this? Should I not do this? It will make, it will give them immediate questions because if it's coming from a friend, then you're looking at it like a reliable source. You're looking at it like, this is someone who cares about me. This is someone who loves me. Yeah. So then why would I potentially question the things that they're telling me about myself? Right. Yeah, sure. So it's almost like sibling rivalry. Almost. How so? Because so like I, I want to say a best friend is probably the closest thing that a person can have mm-hmm. to a sibling. OK. So there you have si- sibling rivalries where siblings mm. don't want to see each other do better than one another. And they almost rival when the other one when one is excelling over the other one. So when you have two best friends. And the one one of the best friends has the sibling rivalry characteristic within them and the other one doesn't. The one that the best friend that has that sibling rivalry ca- characteristic, if they see in their see their best friend excelling, they're going to try to sabotage it. Hmm. OK, huh. I because like, I was a little confused as to like what you meant by that, because yeah. I for some reason I think of civil s- sibling. Sibling rivalry a little bit different, but I understand your like connection. Yeah, it's just as you're explaining this, it just kind of sounds like that to me. So, other than the initial factor that you gave, do you feel like there's any other reasons why someone would, you know, question their own self worth? Yeah. uh, So, in school, if someone's teachers Mm. expresses them, expresses a lot of criticism to the student and the student looks up to the teacher for whatever reason that's going to impact that student negatively throughout the course of their life so that's you know and and anyone who who a person looks up to in high regards Mm -hmm. an uncle a cousin well you did say family so yeah so and i I just feel like that you know to emphasize that even you know Extended family. It's just anybody who that who somebody looks up to as a, uh, in high regard. Mm-hmm. If that person criticizes that person, um, it can inject low self esteem and lack of, and, and it could rob them of self worth. When you said that, I really thought about Cat Williams saying, uh, "Self esteem is esteem is is esteem of, of your motherfucking oh. <laughs> self." <laughs> yep. So you, so you better gas yourself up. Uh, I think the the worst scenario in this entire like array of factors that could potentially be the reason why you question yourself worth is yourself. A person can be their own worst enemy and they can create scenarios that are not even real and make them feel like shit. I myself have done it. I have... Maybe 
there's a situation where I'm about to step into something new, right? And because I'm stepping into something new, there is that unknown fear factor. So then when there's something that is unknown, someone can very easily just start to question their capabilities as who they are and start to do things where they're almost kind of like caving in Mm -hmm. on themselves where they're just like, am I ready for this? Can I do this? Am I good at this? Like these questions will start to arise. And the reason why it's even worse when it comes from us, because it's sometimes even harder to fucking turn it off when it's coming from you because it can be nonstop. So where the other factors are, you can receive criticism from friends, from family, from teachers, from, you know, anyone that you, like you said, that is you look at in a higher regard. At some point, hopefully those things turn off, which means like, you know, you're no longer living with your parents. You're no longer in that school anymore. Or, you know, maybe that friend is not you and that friend are no longer. These are factors that could potentially exit your life. But you can never like you can never leave your own thoughts. Right. So if you can't leave your own thoughts, I wonder, like, how do you, what is, like, what are ways that you can remove yourself from these type of thoughts and this type of mindset? Because if you can't remove yourself from this type of mindset, then you basically are in a, you're in a vicious cycle because you're going to consistently have these thoughts and then it's just going to further deplete any positivity that you have about yourself interestingly enough i'm currently reading a book atomic habits uh which i think it's it's like a book that's trending right now a lot of people are reading it and in the book it talks about every day trying to do one percent better and if you do that throughout the course of a year over the course of a year you can be up to 37 percent better but if every day if every day you do one percent worse you go down straight to zero. Yes, that's the that's the power of compounding. Yes, compounding interest. Yes, yes. <laughs> Which, of course, evil would know this. Well, I mean, listen, you know, that's uh, it's it's that's the beautiful, you know, wonderful thing of math. Um, but you know, like one way to get out of that is by not comparing yourself to other people. Mm-hmm. You know, which people, someone who has self-worth issues typically will do mm-hmm. um i love when you say things like that because you like to say it like so matter you're like yeah just don't compare yourself to people how do you not compare yourself to other people tell me exactly how you would go about not doing that like what actual action is it that you you would implement in order to stop yourself from doing that because i honestly feel like that is one thousand percent a human impulse. Yeah. So the way you stop doing that is not to focus on the results and focus on the journey. So because when you look at someone else and you're comparing yourself to that person, what you're seeing is the results of what that person is showing. Correct. Okay. But you're not realizing that that person has a journey that they went through and a process that they went through to get to those Ooh. results. <laughs> I should said eject. Uh, it's because of my um, <laughs> because of my headphones. Yes. Yeah, so, um, focusing on the process, building something, building something within yourself, uh, and letting the results speak for themselves is usually the best way to go about it. 
And I and I'd like to say that I, that's something that I I try I apply in my business. Yeah. Like, give me an example. Uh, so for example, in my detailing business, mm-hmm. the result is to deliver a magnificent product, something that's um, brand new, something that has been brought to beyond, you know, brand new quality. But without knowing the process, you can never get to that result without falling in love with the actual process and, you know, what it takes to get there. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the result is just a byproduct of the process. Mm-hmm. You have to master the process and the mm-hmm. result just happens on its own. You know, it's like and so when someone is comparing their lives to someone else, they're so hyper focused on the results that it's robbing them from the ability to build the process from within. Yeah. And so definitely not comparing yourself to other people um, is a big help in that in that regard. I'm just glad that you were able to give like the stepping stones of how you can stop yeah. yourself from comparing who you are to someone that you may not even fucking know. Yeah. And that's why I initially started by saying that I thought social media was one of the biggest factors because you will find many times in my girl groups, we'll send each other pictures of other girls that we don't even know. We'll be like, yo, she's goals. Have no fucking clue how she got to where she is. There's nothing wrong with having goals. No, there's nothing wrong with that. But when you are, when you are placing your goal based on what someone else may have which is either their looks or like type of car that they have you're fooling yourself into something because if you like you said don't understand the process or you don't know what it took to get there Mm -hmm. then you're going to become so frustrated when you don't get what it is that that person has and the best way i can think about that is and and we've talked about this on a previous shows when people used to say to you and i they wish that they had what you and i had as far as relationship wise mm-hmm. and i always used to laugh at that fucking statement because if only people knew the beginnings of our relationship and the process and the journey mm-hmm. that we are still currently going through. Um, but like in the beginning, I think people would be fucking bewildered if they knew. Yeah. And I and to be honest, I think a lot of girls, if I told them the things that I did with you and for you, they'd have been like, you still with him? And vice versa. Yeah. I feel like if you told guys or girls too, Cause you know, uh, uh, there's like a weird dynamic when it comes to like the way girls like uh, they go hard for guys. But anyway, I, that's another conversation. But if you were to tell people like what we went through and what we what we are you know like mm-hmm. what we are going through, they would be like, "You still with her?" Well, I mean, I think that's uh, that's people accepting each other for their imperfections and being and seeing still seeing them as perfect. Yeah. Um, but that itself is a process and it's a lot of hard work mm-hmm. and that's the thing that people don't want to do. They don't want, they don't want to do the hard work. Um, but you know, kind of, kind it's, of going back to what you were saying about, you know, f- 
friends of yours sending pictures in, in the group chat mm-hmm. about this person's goals. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a great starting point to yeah. trying to achieve something. And for those people that do that and, you know, you, you find yourself constantly looking at things and, and seeing them as goals. Mm-hmm. This, these are key indications that you should be take the next step you should be taking is investing in yourself to try to get yourself as close as you can to the source of that person that is producing that goal and product and finding out what the process is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Invest in yourself. Even if you have to spend a little bit of money and spending it on yourself to get yourself closer to that person in what way, in what way I don't know. So in some, in some, in some cases, right. You, you, you're, I don't know what you're thinking right now, but that's not, that's not the, that's not no, the, I'm finishing. that's I'll not the, what that's I'm not thinking. what I was looking for. I'm saying like, so for example, if you're looking at someone on social media mm-hmm. and they are living a lifestyle that you would like to live or you see it as a goal, for example, there are selling millions of dollars on, on Amazon and you want to be an Amazon seller or you want to be in real estate. If that person is hosting something that costs money to get to Th- seriously consider and invest in yourself to get yourself closer to that person somewhere in that circle somehow so that you can learn their process mm-hmm. and fall in love with the process mm-hmm. so then that your life could eventually lead to the result if you're standing from afar and is that all you you know and, and all your actions just end in goals then you're you know then that's like just being a dreamer yeah. You know, without taking actions. The reason why I was smiling is because I somewhat agree and I somewhat disagree with what you said. Of course you do. I agree with it as I agree with what you said completely. I just think that there's a step prior to that to to the step that you just recommended. Okay. What's up? Well, first off, when you were speaking, one of the reasons why I was smirking is because when you said that, I immediately thought about that time that you bought that um, literature from fucking Ty Lopez. I bought a lot of stuff that (laughs) didn't work out. So uh, that's the part of the statement that I totally disagree with because he was someone that you looked at and you said, this is something that. I potentially want to aspire to be like, I'm going to be an entrepreneur yep. that is having multiple streams of yeah. income and so on and so forth. So you went ahead and you purchased this man's, you know, whatever, this literature, this package. He had some program that yeah, he put some, together. Some, some program. And, and I bought it. And I remember looking at that program and thinking, this is a bunch of bullshit. It was. It was a bunch of bullshit. And however, I'm- however... Um, I well, under- you know what? I don't want to say it was a bunch of bullshit. It just didn't work for me. Okay. I, I, I would I would like to think, yeah. and I, I this is just me being mm-hmm. hopeful, mm-hmm. that it did work for someone somewhere out there. So let me explain to you why I said that I agree and I disagree with your statement because I think that there's a there's a like I said there's a step that goes before what it is that you did. I think it was gr- I think you had great intention when you went to purchase that program because you were looking at his end result, right? And yeah. you knew that that's something that you had an aspiration for, yes. right? And, and now, and hold on. There was his process that, yeah. I, that I struggled with. So, it, But I'm going to tell you why you struggled with his process because his process does not go concurrent with your identity as yeah, a person. Absolutely. You did not... You did not reflect on your own identity as Evo 
to say, I can take on his process and receive um, that same reward that Ty Lopez has because the type of work that needed to go into the based on the way that he said it would come to fruition mm -hmm. that doesn't that doesn't yeah. work for let's you. listen let, let's just be clear about it he, at Ty Lopez he's an avid reader mm -hmm. he's this like hardcore reader and a lot of his success he's attained to reading a lot of books about a lot of successful people and those have helped him tremendously mm -hmm. I've always had a deep desire to want to be an avid reader but i'm not i'm not an avid reader and i still uh i still sh strive to, to to attain that but at that moment when i bought that it just took a lot of reading and i just I'm, i wasn't there yet so yeah. i failed at that yeah. you know and i'm and i'm i'm well aware of myself and not enough to know that that's what happened yeah so i would like, like i said i would like to think that for someone who is an avid reader that the program did work for them yeah i would think but it just wasn't for me yeah it wasn't for you because like i said it didn't it didn't it didn't work for your identity. No, not, so not that time. If someone is looking, still working on that though. Yeah, I know. Which I'm, you know, like, but it's because you're more self-aware now. Yeah. So if you're going to look at someone's end result and want that as a goal for yourself, the first part of that process mm -hmm. should be for you to just say to yourself, the process that this maybe fitness person or this entrepreneur took to get that. Does that work with my own self-identity? And if it does not, then you better figure... You, you have to figure out what will work for you because if you try to apply it, more than likely, it's like trying to put, you know, a, a, like a square in a round hole. It's just, it's just not going to fit. And then it can then further plunge you into lacking self-worth because you're going to think you just can't do something. Yeah. When you're not identifying, maybe like what type of learner you are, what type of listening you are, like these well, that things was just part may of my not journey. work for you. Yeah, that was part of my journey. So, like, I would like to think that I, I, I call I call what happened to me the Michael Jordan effect, right? And <laughs> oh, this, this is my shit. this is my own conclusion. Like, this is not something that I, I can say that you know I I read somewhere and I'm applying it to my life. I just know that Michael Jordan failed at a lot of attempts to his success. Mm -hmm. Failed like excessively and it was through his failure that he you know perfected his craft mm -hmm. that was part of my journey i attempted something without really knowing myself and found that um i wasn't able to apply myself because i wasn't conditioned for what it took to get through to that and i learned something about myself in that process so i just see that as one of my failures that got me got allowed me to get to know myself better mm -hmm. you know that's interesting that you say that because it um I have some notes here that talk about how something like that can affect you like long term. And I have literally written here it says the small moments in your life that potentially can chip away at your self-worth and then what happens is is that you don't rebound emotionally from it and you don't realize that you are enough. But you just tend to look at it as like you're not adequate. And then those small moments, they start to build. And then that becomes like this fucking. Clusterfuck. <laughs> yeah, it just becomes like, you know, a, a, a mass of lack of self-worth within within who you are. Yeah, it's, 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 like a, it's like a ball of just fucking negative cess just feeding on itself and growing on itself and just becoming bigger and bigger yeah you know and you are the disruptor but you have to fucking break yeah. that shit apart 
which is why I was saying that when we were talking about like what are some of the ways that a person can lack self-worth and you being your own worst enemy this is what I'm talking about like yeah. these conversations that are happening inside that you can't you can't get you can't get away from this shit sometimes so you have to find ways um to learn how to turn shit off when it's for you and I have some recommendations but before we get into that there was something that I thought about where when it comes to how someone can because like I was okay let me put it like this so I was thinking about when you know we talked about friends we talked about family we talked about yourself we talked about teachers we talked about like people that are like potentially very influential including yourself right but there are times when a complete stranger can make someone question their self-worth damn so i'm gonna i'm gonna give you the example that i think you and i have probably heard i don't know maybe more than 100 times in life how many times have you gone to a party or a networking event or you know like a, a some sort of gathering where there's people there that you've never met and you to, and you you know you're in a in, in a situation where maybe a, a conversation strikes up and what's one of the very common questions that someone will ask when they're just like beginning to like st- have a conversation starter oh so uh what do you do for a living yeah boom that's it right there <laughs> that question right there can immediately i just feel like that can push someone into the sunken place because if they are already having issues with their self-esteem and their self-worth and, and then and, 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 and they're not currently doing something in their life that's like fucking praised yeah yeah and then boom there it is it's, it's a just like for disaster it's just like go deeper i can't tell you how many times i've been asked that question especially in the field that i'm in now um the fact that i'm a makeup artist when i get asked that question and someone will say yeah what do you do for a living and i'm like oh i'm a makeup artist and like you know sometimes i get the I get the, oh, yeah. A lot of times it's for men. I get, you know, because um, sometimes, you know, cisgender men will look at a woman being a makeup artist as, like, not a real job, you know? Mm -hmm. Because, like, I'm I'm a creator of some sort. But then there's usually a follow-up question to that. And the follow-up question usually is, have you ever done anybody famous? And then when I tell them that I have that's when i i watch people's eyes fucking light up you know or like their eyebrows oh wow really tough and then that's the moment that they are deciding how much they're going to respect me i used to get the same thing in the auto body business the same thing so you're saying like some you someone would ask you what do you do? and you say so tell like okay you know, so give- so basically what you're telling me is that when you speak to someone mm-hmm. and you tell them what you do your profession mm-hmm. It only became valuable once they found out that you worked on high-end clients. Yeah, correct. So, if I if I if well, when I used to have a, own an auto body shop, if I was speaking to someone, especially someone in the industry, and they found out that I owned an auto body shop, if I unless I was working on high-end cars, there wasn't a lot of respect that was given. Oh, they're like you're fucking yeah. fixing Kia's, buddy. Yeah, you're a fucking nobody. Yeah, because it takes it takes a type of skill and craft, mm-hmm. you know, and certification 
to be able to work on a high-end vehicle. You know, some some of these vehicles you have to be certified by the manufacturer to even touch their car. Yeah. So it just takes this like this uh, this this level of this skill level. Yeah. That not so everybody has. Not everybody has. So if you just you know if you own a collision repair shop and you're just you know re, you know fixing everyday cars, and comparison and, you, and someone that owns a high-end repair shop mm -hmm. is speaking to you, uh, yeah, you kind of get looked down upon a bit. You know, so. Mm. Know yeah. exactly what you're talking you're about. You're like a little peon. Nah, I know exactly what you're talking about. You know, and, and thankfully we had a very large account, which was Zipcar at the time. Yeah, and that was my, that was my fucking hit him over the head with a bat. You know, because you know they may be doing high end cars, but I was doing crazy volume. Well. When I start to get asked that question a lot, I start to lie. I start to say crazy things. You know this about me. I tell people crazy shit all the time. Yeah. Because I don't really care what a lot of people think. I've finally come to that place in my life where I'm just like, what fucking difference does it make? Yeah. I love it when someone asks me that question when I can tell that they're generally just interested in like what I'm about. But I can usually smell it from a mile away when someone's asking me that question yeah. to know uh they they want to they want to gauge my social status they want to know if I, I like if i'm a somebody you know yeah. type shit yeah I, listen i totally understand and so if you're if you don't have something that if you don't have a response that's worth that's valuable mm -hmm. and you're the type of person that is already struggling with self-worth mm -hmm. that can really like implode yeah. on you as as a person especially like if you're looking if you're the type, if you're kind of like looking for approval within that social social circle yeah or if you're just looking for approval from society as a whole like if yeah. you're not if you're not running directly straight on with what society considers success and you're kind of doing your own thing and then you go somewhere like i don't know maybe you're at a like a wedding or a function where everybody's just kind of like doing the you know the the, the american dream type shit and you're yeah. just like um, I actually like live in the woods and I forage my own food. Like, you know, when you do something that's very different, you, a lot of times you get the, oh, really? Yeah. Or or if you just have like a simple job that is not anything crazy, but it is a very important job, you know, or a, a job that takes a lot of uh, passion, you know, like a, like a florist, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And, and like me personally i have so much respect for people that are in the creative field not yeah. to say that i have less respect for people that are non-creatives i just kind of i understand the process yeah it takes a lot of it takes a lot to value to find value and something that is not as economically or financially rewarding mm -hmm. but is passionately rewarding like you yeah. there's more value you know in the passionate of course, that's why I love doing makeup. Yeah, I will forever. I will forever love doing it because there's something in it. There's something that happens inside of me when I do makeup, especially when I get to do like the real fun ones. Um, some like something lights up inside of me. Yeah. it's like my inner child is just lighting up. Yeah, but there's a sacrifice. Like there's a trade off, right? So I feel like that people, you know, and I don't want to say I feel like it. I've seen and heard about this you know people who are very successful mm -hmm. they're so f hyper focused on the materialistic you know byproduct of their success mm -hmm. that it of often leads to a emptiness in, yeah. in the hap in the true happiness in their in their lives so talking about like 
lacking of like this self-worth and like lacking this happiness like how would someone know that this is uh, I feel like and I hate to say I feel like when I think about it that I'm this book that I'm reading currently there have been times where I'm reading a chapter and something so simplistic jumps out at me and I'm like damn I've been kind of like doing that all along, but it just didn't come in that form that I read it in. So how does someone know that they're lacking self-worth? Like what are, are there some like signifiers or something that they can look out for? Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, one, one that like just jumps out at me is, um, self sensitivity to, to criticism. Mm -hmm. Um, and what I mean by that, if, you know, if you're the type of person that when you're criticized, uh, you get defensive mm-hmm. or, you know, it, or it hurts to be criticized. Mm. It's probably because you're when you, you're the people in your life that criticized you, they criticized your characteristics as flaws mm. rather than rather than presented them as opportunities for improvement. So if you're sensitive to criticism, is be- it, it, it's because you see those characteristics that, being, that are being critiqued mm-hmm. as flaws within yourself. Okay. And so it's important to recognize those because those are perfect opportunities to take those quote-unquote flaws that are being criticized and turn them around and turn them into positives, reinforce them. You know, I'm the type of person I learned a long time ago that I actually look, I look, you know, for criticism. I, 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 I like if somebody's going to tell me that point out that I'm doing something wrong and I'm not saying that, you know, I'm perfect with this. And it's like, you know, 100 percent, you know, because I do still have my flaws and I do sometimes, you know, I'm not quick to acknowledge a flaw that I may, that may be pointed out within myself. Oh, uh, yeah. But shut up. <laughs> But for the most part, for the most part, uh, when somebody is pointing something out about my, about me, I uh, I give an open ear. I give an open ear because that's an, that's an excellent opportunity for me to get an outside perspective mm-hmm. on something that I may not be seeing. You know, it's I'm being made aware of something mm-hmm. by a third eye. I obviously don't have our eyes outside with outside of my own skull. So if I have an outside pair of eyes telling me something about myself, it. I can only be doing myself a service if I just just give it a bit of a listen, mm-hmm. you know, an unbiased listen, an unjudgmental listen, and then evaluate it on my own, mm-hmm. you know, but just for a moment, put my own personal feelings aside and just listen okay, and decide what I want to do with that information, whether I want to reject it or I want to actually consider, a- it. Yeah, consider it and acknowledge it as valid and then use that to improve something about myself that I may have been totally unaware of. Okay. And so I think that that is a, um, that's, that's a, that's a, a, a very telltale sign that if you're the type of person that anytime criticized, it's met with resistance. Yeah. It's met with uh, defense. You're, uh, you're immediately opposing any suggestion about yourself that someone might be saying about you. You know, you might, might, might want to consider giving it a listen. 
would you say that that is advice that should be given to like to someone that's an adult because i feel like as a child that could potentially be like a slippery slope or Uh, like or like or like a teenager i think that okay so i because i i personally don't think that that would be very effective on someone who's younger i think that and i mean like i mean like 17 and below i think that that's a good time to plant the seed okay that makes sense excellent excellent time to you know because this that's not something that i can say that i woke up one day and you know Mm -hmm. I, i woke up like this it's something that i developed over time I'm going to be very honest. I accept criticism often, but I only accept criticism from people who have gone through a process themselves. I will not take criticism from, especially when they're trying to critique something that they themselves have no knowledge of. I disagree. That's fine that you disagree. I'm going to tell you why. I more than likely will not take criticism from someone that doesn't understand the process of what I'm doing because it's it's very easy to judge something from the outside looking in. Mm-hmm. When you have your hands in the mud, it feels very different. So for someone to say to me, why are you doing it this way? I think this way is better, but they have never tried it themselves. I'm not taking that advice. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I agree with you on that. Yeah. Um, when I say I, when I said I disagree with you on what you're saying, mm-hmm. um, I felt like you were saying that you'll never take criticism from someone that, again, re- repeating what you said, you'll never take criticism from someone that hasn't gone through or has, hasn't had any experience in what it is that you're saying. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that you might get criticism from someone without them validating or verifying that they do have the experience. Mm-hmm. You might get criticism from someone just, but they because they do have the experience, they can already see yes. what it is that they're seeing and trying to give you trying to critique you on something that you're obviously not too experienced in and so i i i totally hear you on that and i think at that point i'm gonna be receiving of it because i can oh man i'm at the point in my life and and this may not be for everybody but I'm, i'm at the point in my life when i'm receiving a message like that i can sense where it's coming from a lot of the times I, I agree with I agree with you, you on that because yeah. I know you. Yeah. So I that's why I said I don't think that's going to work for everybody. So I, I do think that the advice that you gave of just giving a listen and then deciding what you want to do with that information is key. It's it's I think the the most precious thing in that in that in that advice is is deciding what you want to do with that information. Like, just don't take it onto yourself. No, 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 no. Is it, just, like, I want yeah. people to stray away yeah, from no. that. I, I'm, what you I'm saying, fucking I'm, question what, everything. What I'm saying is, is practice it. Practice, yeah. practice just giving an open ear and just um, giving, giving the information the benefit of the doubt, mm-hmm. okay, for a moment. Yeah. Setting your feelings aside because that's what it is. It's someone's personal feelings getting in the way of actually listening to an outside perspective about themselves. 
Yeah. So the the really hard part is setting your own personal feelings aside. Correct. Yeah, I think that 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 takes that's a process within itself. Yeah. But that that process altogether is something that is ultimately ultimately going to give a person the results that it is that they're looking for. Yeah. I was horrible at that when I was young. Fortunately, I, I was able to exp- like start to um, build on that about myself at a very young age. Yeah. I mean, I would say so too, but when I was, I guess in my early 20s, I was horrendous at it. Yeah. And, you know, I'm very far from that now. So funny that we're talking about like how our mindsets have changed over the time what is some advice you could give an individual that is lacking self-worth how can they change this mindset Um, so i feel that one way that they can change the mindset of looking at themselves in a way where they don't see themselves as less than less than or they're not enough is reflecting on past achievements in their lives. Okay. And when I say past achievements, I mean just things that they've accomplished. It doesn't have to be materialistic things, mm-hmm. just things that they've accomplished that they can look back on and be proud of themselves for. Mm-hmm. I think that that's a, it's an easy way to tap into an injection of self, like a like a boost of self esteem. Mm-hmm. Um, there are um, better ways and more complex ways that will yield a better result. Mm-hmm. But I think that that's a great starter point. Yeah. To get to there, I agree. Yeah. Um, what do you think that might be something that would help, like, get someone there outside of what like what I'm saying? From my personal experience, you need to do what makes you happy, not what makes other people happy. Because if you're living your life and seeking approval of the people outside of yourself, you're constantly going to be questioning your self-worth. There were many times where I was in my career where I found myself doing things to climb the ladder. Mm -hmm. But I wasn't doing it because that's what Gina really wanted. And then... That's when I would find myself in the positions where I was really questioning, am I good enough? Instead of me sitting back and going, why the fuck am I doing this? And what I think can help someone do that, which is because I feel like, you know, I like to say that 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 sounds like very like, yeah, just do it. Right. Just just do what makes you happy. Right. And now what makes what what makes other people happy? See, not right. You know, My recommendation is to read the book that I read, which is The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. That book will empower you to literally hear certain things or see certain things and just go, I don't give a fuck about that. That's not important to me. That's that Neo move, the matrix, the you got to let that shit just slide by you. That book really helped me to understand how the way that other people function around me how I can immediately deflect their feelings away from me and not allow it to affect me and realize that the responsibility that lies on the way that other people function around me, it just is on them, not on me. And that really helped me just look at things in a light where I'm not going to let that affect me 
I'm happy. Because there are a lot of times you will hear someone say, she or he got me angry or he or she made me feel this way. And that can, again, tap into your, your, you know, how you feel about yourself. And that this book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck by Mark Manson, it will help you again. Like it'll, it's a good stepping stone on how to live for you and not other people. Yeah. And I, and I, I just, you know, like I just want to reiterate anytime you see someone and they are living a lifestyle or they possess something that you would love to obtain. Please do not compare yourself and where you are in life to that person because it'll only sabotage your emotions. Well, there's a, there's a quote that says, comparison is the thief of joy. Yes. Understand that at that moment, that is your key indicator. That is your, that is your, um, that is your bell. Ding, 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 ding. That is your notification to find out what the process is and try to master it and fall in love with the process because mm. that person they went through a process there were there was a beginning a middle and an end and what you are seeing is the end result and until you can master or fall in love with it is what with what it is that they did you're going to have a difficult time achieving that result so stop focusing on the result and focus on the process the person that you're looking at, they started with nothing. They started at zero. Maybe even had to, they had some internal problems that they were struggling with themselves that they needed to figure out in order to get themselves aligned to get onto that journey. Mm -hmm. So figure that out yeah. and stop focusing on the end result. I would, I would add to that to remove negative talk. And that's one of those things like, yeah, well, remove negative talk. What does that mean? And replace it with positive talk. And the, one of the best ways to remove negative talk and replace it with positive talk is to really. Is to think about the internal factors of who you are that are the most valuable. So these are your internal sources Internal sources sounds kind of like it, it, it sounds like a dry statement, but some of the best examples of an internal source that will be with you for your entire life that you can then plug those in to have positive conversation with yourself are things like when I look at you, Evo, you are a very compassionate person. Thank you. You're a great listener. These are things about you that are internal. That you've had them more than likely your whole life and will continue to have them your whole life. These are the things that internally you can say, I love that I'm a good listener. Instead of saying, should I talk too much? Find ways to remove the I don't like with I love these things about who I am. And the best way I think to figure out some of the best things about yourself, because it's not easy to like pull out like what are the, some of the best characteristics of self reflect on you as a child and think about some of the things that you just did as a kid that you were good at 
with like almost no direction. And when I, I had to, when I thought about that for me, I was always a great talker. I always was like, I always just had fun doing it. I always love talking with my friends, talking with adults, talking with animals. Like I just love to do that. But because when I was younger, I was told quite often that that was a flaw and that it was not good. I found myself not being confident and lacking self-esteem in that area. But now when I reflect upon it, it's an internal source of mine that I'm very proud of. So I think that is a a great way for someone who's lacking self-esteem to look back and say, you know, I used to really love that about myself. Mm. That's an internal source. Tap into those things and then like fuel those in a way where you tell yourself, if, if you can, almost every day that you love that about yourself or you like that about yourself. And you know that that's a good aspect about you. Because, man, it's so easy to wake up and be like, oh, man, I hate my hair. Oh, man, I hate my outfit. Oh, man. It's just so easy to do that. But the more that you replace it with the positive conversation, you will find that there's so many amazing things about your own individuality that will then separate you from everybody else and then just, like, build your own self-esteem. Yeah, I totally agree on that. Yeah. Um, sometimes when I think about these things, I really have to place the question on me to like get that deep understanding. Uh, and it really helps me think about how I would pose that advice to someone else. Well, there you go. That's self-reflecting at its finest. And um, I'm just going to last but not least. The next time that you were asked, what do you do or what do you do for a living? <laughs> I want you to answer that question with what you love to do with your life, not what your profession is. So, for example, if someone was to say to me, Gina, what do you do? I'm going to go, shit, I do a lot. I love to live. I like to control my stress. I like to seek peace. I love to live in harmony with my family and my friends. And I love to fucking have fun. That's the way that I'm going to answer that shit from now on. Now, if they want to ask me what I do for work, because me and Evo talked about this earlier, <laughs> then maybe I'll tell you I, that I do makeup. <clears throat> yeah, we had we definitely had a uh, a conflicting conversation about this. Yeah, but, but it's it that's what we do. That's what we do. That's what we should talk. Yeah. Um. So that actually brings us to the end of the show. I hope that some of the information that we gave you today will help anybody. And if you haven't watched Euphoria so that you can understand the journey of Kat so that you can see what sparked this conversation. Yeah, you got to start from season one, though. <laughs> you got to start from the beginning. Uh, but um, I would hope that you enjoyed our conversation. And whether you are listening to us, you are watching us, we would appreciate it if you could hit any button that exists on any platform that you consume us. So if you want to like us, you want to repost us, you want to subscribe to us, you want to follow us, all these fucking terms just... Right. Just do it. If you want to donate to us. Oh, yeah. You the always say this. The most important button of all. Because you live in we live in the best nation of all nations, which <laughs> is the donation. <laughs> I hate <you>. <laughs> <laughs> Please support us so that we can keep it going for all of you. Yeah, We for enjoy sure. being with you here every single Friday. Yes. Bringing you the topics that we feel are trending and are um, about relationships and everything that we feel is important. So... Until next time, peace out. Peace out.